FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. So, Miss Monica, we have a big day ahead of us. I know. Did you hear what I did? No. Okay, well, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> are we recording? Yes, we are recording. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And I am super excited because we have intimacy expert Alana Pratt coming on the show. Yahoo! And I want to read a little bit of Alana's bio really quick because what I have read about her, seen about her, and had the pleasure of reading online, like I'm a, I'm a raging stalker fan. <laughs> so intimacy expert Alana Pratt inspires open-hearted, unapologetic living with delicious sass. Her inspiring vulnerability and courage has landed her a featured weekly comment column on the Good Men Project, featured as an icon of influence and as a guest expert on the Jenny McCarthy Show, Huffington Post, People Magazine, Forbes CBS, TLC, and Fox. The cum laude graduate of Columbia University is the author of four books, has interviewed Whoopi Goldberg, Alanis Morissette, and Dr. Bernie Siegel, and hosts the edgy podcast, Intimate Conversations, where listeners learn to thrive after heartbreak and find the relationship coach they deserve. Wow. wow. Like, I could keep reading for an hour. Thank Not you so much. Not the relationship so coach they deserve, the relationship they deserve, but they oh can my find God. their relationship <laughs> coach if they want. <laughs> Apparently, I thought this is the relationship coach everybody should have. <laughs> well, I'm, I concur, but thank you for your... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just boost your business right there. <laughs> Bring so, it. <laughs> uh, so a lot of thank you for being on the show. We we certainly appreciate your time. Tell me how you got started as an like how does this happen? You become an right? intimacy expert. Definitely by happenstance. It wasn't that I planned it whatsoever. I would say growing up, I would go into the forest beside my cabin at the lake in Canada, and I would talk to the fairies. And I remember oh saying God, that I once you. in an interview, and they made a lot of fun about me. So please don't make fun. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, I really, I was like, I don't know if it was real, but I really felt like I was, I could hear voices and maybe it was my higher self and mm. maybe it was real fairies. I don't know. But this idea of intimacy into me, I see like looking on the outside, life wasn't so lovely. Dad was drunk and stoned. Mom was kind of checked out, codependent, doing her best to keep it all together. My sister would just go to her room. So it was sort of like me and the fairies. Um, and so fast forward, I was a dancer. I loved being a dancer. Um, I wanted, uh, t didn't want to take over dad's pharmacy. Didn't want to be a uh, teacher like mom. So I hopped on Uncle Phil's 18-wheel semi. And oh. I left Canada for LA when I was 19. Quit college, much to my parents' chagrin. Mm. Was good enough, but I couldn't get a job because I was Canadian. So I could get a job in Japan. So I moved all the way over to Japan. Oh. I was a dancer and a model. I was there for about four years, a spokesperson. Uh, and, uh, and it was there that I discovered this intimate relationship with my body. Ooh. And I was, a, I was a topless dancer and I decided nobody would know. And so it was these beautiful, like four seasons hotels, these very posh, lush places. It wasn't like skanky or anything. And I, and I learned to love my body and I was taught by the other girls, the French girls, the Australian girls who didn't grow up, like they grew up on topless beaches. Like right. this is a divine temple. Like, hello, welcome to the club. Like, what's your problem, Atlanta? Right. So they, they quickly <laughs> instructed me on how to love my body and to literally transform a man's attention. Like if I believed I was naughty bad, and so it is, our thoughts create our reality, right? Mm -hmm. But so I true. watched them on the stage and they would drink in maybe a little bit of a gnarly, nasty sort of guy looking at her, but they would uh, drink it in with their breath. You'd watch them sort of align their posture and then exhale out 
yes, and thank you for noticing me. And I swear the gentleman in the audience would like sit up with their little like hands and they would bow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know it was crazy. And, but when I, and I noticed this because I was feeling, oh, someone's going to catch me. I'm bad. Probably lightning mm. will strike me in a minute, won't it? I'm like <laughs> horrible person. And, and when this judgment, we'll call it, seeing me as a, as a piece of meat, not a work of art, mm. as a gentleman would look at me, I would go, oh yeah, I am dirty. And then they would get even worse. And then I really realized, holy crapola, I'm in charge of my own reality. Mm-hmm. My yes. thoughts, my feelings, my belief. Do I value this as a divine temple or not? That will create a result on the outside. I'm not a victim. Mm-hmm. So wow. it was very, very powerful. So fast forward, met husband number one, moved to New York City, went to Columbia University. He was like a Wall Street guy. And, uh, and what I noticed was all the people were like, what kind of dancer? And back then, (laughs) I was like free and happy and confident and there was nothing wrong. But then back in the States, it was all that judgment and that shame. So I said like, ballet, ballet. I was a ballet dancer. (laughs) I lied, right? Like I hated all this judgment. And I would hide in the closet to meditate because he thought that was weird. Oh. And, uh, and And I tried to be the good, rich wife. And I failed. <laughs> so, um, so no fault of his. I was like a damsel in distress looking to be saved. Hadn't done my daddy issue work yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally, as I started to grow, I realized we weren't a fit. So I completed that relationship and then moved on to husband number two, right when my mom was dying of cancer. And instead of doing the work, I sort of did the opposite. So I wasn't a damsel in distress. I was like a badass woman. I'm in charge. I'm going to make this relationship work. Like very masculine. Shut my heart down. Mm. I just need a man and a baby. And I don't have to feel the pain of my mom dying. So I didn't make a very good choice. She died. And I discovered, oh my God, I did it again. My insecurities made the decision. A closed heart made the decision. Mm. And I got a divorce again. And so this time, unfortunately, because I didn't get the lesson the first time, the universe wanted to be sure I got the lesson on the second time. <laughs> so my second husband wasn't terribly thrilled that I divorced him. Probably, I mean, I'm making this up. I don't know how we felt, but maybe humiliated, maybe rejected. Um, you just said you'd marry me forever. It's been a year and now you've kicked me out, etc. So he got quite revengeful mm. into a 12-year custody battle. Oh, Wow. Very, and, and only ended because I, I gave up. I gave in. Mm-hmm. I said, fine, take, take our son more, more than I had him. Mm. And even when I thought that was enough, because at least my son still loved me, right? Mm-hmm. Can you, I realized, oh my God, all of my worth is outside in. Mm-hmm. So I had to look good to the court. I had to look good to everybody else. And see, my son still loved me, even though I didn't win the court battle. And then one day my son turned against me too. Oh, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. You're wrong. So then there wasn't even that. And that was really good because that's a lot of pressure to put on a child that they are the basis of your worth. I didn't know I was doing it, of course. Um, but I went away and had a, a, a mini, a mini controlled nervous breakdown. I guess you could call it. <laughs> and I still worked and everything, but I cried like every day. Oh. Um, I got a little cabin in the middle of nowhere and I really went, okay, the only one in common here is me seeking attention on the outside in doesn't work. How can you open your heart in the face of everything? Even if your son never calls again, mm-hmm. what's it going to take for me to love and accept myself? What if everybody opts out of my Facebook or my list because they think I'm a stupid relationship intimacy expert? What's it going to take for me to still love and accept myself? What if I never make the Oprah super soul or a bestseller? What if like none of this, these dreams I have, quote unquote, never happen? What's it going to take for me to still love and accept myself? What if I never even fall in love again? 
what if no one ever loves me? Can I die and still love and accept myself? I mean, I was asking some deep questions. Yeah, you were. The, be- the beautiful thing was intimacy. Into me, I see. I met my shame. I met my humiliation. I met my embarrassment. I met my failure. I met all of these parts that I didn't want you to know anything that they existed. Let me just keep smiling and look good and shine you on, right? Right. But I met all of them and I slowly but surely integrated them home, brought them home, said, I will love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. even if it all goes to hell in a handbasket. I will love and accept you forever. And I guess we could call it like a direct experience of oneness with source, mm-hmm. but this Shazam sort of happened. I remember it very distinctly. It was out on the deck. Um, and I'd had these moments in like meditation retreats or uh, plant medicine moments, but I never had one like fully like whatever, sober by myself. <laughs> and there it was with nature. I had this like full body, not like a clitoral orgasm, kind of like a, like a full body, like blissy kind of thing where I couldn't tell where I ended and the universe began mm. and I just felt home. So, wow. Oh my God, I'm home. And so that's sort of like the long ass version of like, how did I get here? But this is what's possible. I believe when we heal and integrate all these little wounded selves, Mm -hmm. be one with ourselves, one with the divine. And then when we go out dating or we're in our relationship, Mm. we prefer to be liked. We hope they don't reject us, but we don't need it anymore in order to be free. And And what is that process? What is that process that I mean, how do you, what would you say to someone who wanted to begin a process like that? I mean, where do you start? Because it seems so overwhelming to think about, you know, yeah. healing, healing yourself on that level. You know, how, how, where do you even begin? Yeah, it's a great question. So I've developed a lot of different products, curriculums, books, all these different things, because it is, it is not easy. I would say it's simple, but it's not easy. And right. for me anyways, and my clients, like certain steps in a row do create a better result, like a better recipe creates a better cake, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, and I can tell you lots of the different resources I have, but the first step I would um, invite you to, 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 to embrace is I have emotions. I am not my emotions. Yep. I have thoughts. I'm not my thoughts. I have a body. I'm not my body. Who's the one witnessing all this? Start to get some perspective so that you can start to imagine in your mind's eye cradling like little you right. who's sad. Like when I was my emotion, I was a drama queen. I wanted to stuff it with a glass of wine. Like I was it, but I'm not it. I, was, uh, I had collapsed those two. So to uncollapse those, that would be like a first step. Mm-hmm. Step two is when you notice an emotion coming up, shame, fear, panic, anger, whatever, breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe into it, lean into it, sit in the fire, visualize yourself as this phoenix rising out of the flame and go rescue that little one mm-hmm. who needs a hug. She or he does not need your judgment, your rejection, your good attitude. Don't we just be in a better mood? Just change. Like even <laughs> that is saying the way you are is not okay. So true. And it is okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel anything. Yeah. So, and those are simple, but they're no, that's not an easy first couple steps. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I have to tell you, as you were talking, you're such a powerful energetic force. Like my ears, you know, okay, so you know that feeling you get when you're high and your ears start doing that roaring because you know that you're kind of, yes, that's what was happening as you were talking, right? My head is going, zoom, 
It's like that feeling of when your ears roar when you're high. So your energy power is so intense. I'm super sensitive to that. And that was really cool for me. So thanks for making me high. Okay. Welcome. No one's I, ever said that in an interview. <laughs> no, it was like, as you're talking. Anyway, but one of the things that, that I, that I want to share with you is, uh, the, oddly enough, as Monica and I've done the sex podcast, we started this kind of with the intention that it would be predominantly women. And yeah. what our demographics show is we have a huge population of men that tune yeah. in and they're, they're in men in long ter- long-term relationships yeah. who, um, who want to really be better for their partners. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'd love for you to speak to is men, it's my opinion, guys, you know me, it just is what it is. My opinion is, is that men are more reluctant to go on that journey of mm-hmm. self-exploration and healing. Mm-hmm. And so in, in when they're talking about really trying to connect with their partners and have a deeper sense of intimacy, yeah, um, yeah. and I, I do understand the idea of, you know, get real with you first, what, do, what would you say to guys who are really kind of just battling in that, she's not listening, she's not listening, she's not listening, I'm not getting anywhere. How, yeah. how can we help them? Okay. Well, first, please go to alanapratt.com forward slash badass because there's a beautiful um, how to be a noble badass training there to really make you feel seen and understood with your journey because I have a lot of male clients. And I was sent a lot of male clients, I believe, by the universe because I was so close to hating all men. I was getting so bitter during that custody battle. And men are have beautiful hearts. There are good men. And I believe in men. So please go uh, read on that. But what I would first say is if you're Why isn't she opening up? Why isn't she listening to me? Why is she rejecting me? I'm going to just ask you to like point the finger back towards Mm -hmm. yourself. And what part of yourself have you rejected? Have you emasculated? Mm. Have you criticized? Have you avoided? Have you rejected? All these kind of things. Because what I find bar none with the beautiful men that I get to work with privately in the group or retreats or what have you is that in general, this is a generalization, but in general, boys don't cry, suck it up. Yep. And so they live in their head. They don't even know their body. They haven't, it hasn't been safe to be in their emotions in their body. Mm-hmm. And the only time they get in there is with a good old orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get right back, <laughs> right back out into their head again where it's safe. So you've got to learn to be embodied. You've got to learn to be in your body. You've got to learn to when the fear or sadness or shame comes up in a man's body, go in, lean in, sit in the fire there as well and cradle that little you. There's a little you inside there who yep. maybe your dad did his best to raise you in the way he was raised, yep. but it didn't make it safe to be, mm-hmm. right. only be a certain way. You just described like every man. I said, you just described like every man that I've ever dated, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you can sense it. You know, you just sense there's so much, I feel like a lot of the men that I have recently been involved with, there's this undercurrent of anger. Yeah. And I feel like that anger is really just hurt. And yeah. when mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of an argument with them, I often envision them as a little boy yeah. and they're just scared. But, but unlike women, you know, I think we have such an amazing ability to have a vocabulary. Like I'm able to say, I'm feeling scared right now, or I'm feeling vulnerable, or I'm feeling disappointed or whatever. And men, it's like, they just have like one tool in the toolbox and it's like smash. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's all that was valued. Right. If, you, if they were a little boy or they were at school and they said they were scared, they'd be called a pussy. Right. Or they'd be laughed at. So yes. they knew damn well don't feel and certainly don't express feelings. So it's a very new skill set for them. For and sure. It's beautiful that you're training yourself to see under the anger, which of course it's fear. 
yeah. sadness, disappointment, shame. Of course it is. It's the same for women. Mm -hmm. So again, the processes that I've developed for uh, women and men in, in another program, I have hearts splayed wide open. Week two is called the theater of redemption. It's not politically <laughs> correct at all. It's a very, very healthy way to process anger. Anger mm -hmm. in and of itself is not bad. It's just an energy. Absolutely. Now, however, when we push it down, we either get depressed or we project because it builds up. We project it onto another and hurt them. And we can't take those words back. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, I love your titles, uh, badass and heart splayed wide open, but you don't pull any punches. You're like, no, I, I love up. <laughs> if you get on my email list, you'll notice I go, hey, sexy, beautiful, so-and-so, or hey, huh? you know, I always like to... <laughs> use these words and address people. And people sometimes go, are you inauthentic? I go, no, I really talk like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're so Canadian. That accent was perfect. You're like, no, this is like all the time. Are you in Canada now? Because your no, accent is so strong. I was there for five <laughs> um, months over the summer and fall. And I'm staying in a Canadian's house right now. I'm house sitting in Palm Desert right now. So I have been around a lot of Canadians. It's probably thicker than usual. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. So one of the things, and I'm, you guys are social distancing in Canada as well. Okay. I think we are. I'm not there, but yeah, um, I'm sure they are. Can Canadians always say sorry and do the right things. So. <laughs> so they're doing it too. So the, the social distancing has created a whole new set of problems for people and they're yeah. really being forced to go deep in. So I do want to send them to your, to your programs because I think, mm. I know that we, we're, we're kind of coming to the end. We had 30 minutes of your time and I value that. Um, I could talk to you for Ever. Forever. Aww, okay. Thanks. I mean, so uh, like the last, my ears, are, but my ears might need a break because you are so powerful. But oh, um, I would love to know how people can get in touch with you, how they can work with you, how they can make sure that they get some time with you because I, I want to get on that list to do that. Yeah. It's all about me right now. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> right. How, how can people, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, well, on my site, I've developed an intimacy blind spot assessment. A lot of times our brains understand uh, what I want, and if we could see it, we could change it and figure it out. But when we have these reoccurring patterns where we can't have the sex we want, the intimacy we want, the freedom of communication, the freedom of expression, we can't let go of the past, all these kind of things, the pattern, it's because it's a blind spot. Everybody's bright. So it's a blind spot. I have them too. So I have coaches. I would never coach without having coaches. So I always am a student and a teacher. So if you take this assessment, you're going to go, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's going to give you the tool for the next level. I, I personally that. don't believe you're ever blind spot free because we keep evolving and we keep growing. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a great gift for everybody to go to. That's at my site, alanapratt.com. I also have a podcast, Intimate Conversations, and I have a great YouTube channel. So, um, and what I mentioned to the guys before the alanapratt.com forward slash badass, that's mm -hmm. a really great one for guys. Mm -hmm. And a good one for girls would be alanapratt.com forward slash vulnerability. Because oh, now, really you're <laughs> now you're just flirting with us. Now you're just flirting with us. Yeah. Vulnerability is our greatest strength, I mm -hmm. believe. Agreed. And for a, uh, for a strong woman to have her back but to have her heart all the way open, she'll be connected with divine intelligence, her intuition, her instincts, and she'll be permeable, approachable. She'll be able to be served. He'll be able to claim her. And yes, it takes bravery and it's intense to keep your heart all the way open. Mm. But to me, it's the only way to, to live. It's when we're fully alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you are, are amazing. All the ways I can love you. Yeah. Okay. I'm in love. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to let my ears roll a little bit more. Alana, thank you so, so much. Uh, we appreciate your time. We know that you're, you're very busy and you, you, 
stuck this time in for us. So we sure, sure appreciate it. Mm, All it's right. It's a pleasure. I'm glad I wah wah your ears. <laughs> oh man, like I'm like, I'm all, I feel, I do. I feel like I'm stoned. Oh, <laughs> I'll best. just finish with this because you're so, um, it's beautiful how much in tune with energy you are. The more we bring our quote unquote little selves home, the more energy we can run as a vessel. And I believe the divine wants to co-create with us mm-hmm. in us as us and through us. And I used to be a very tight little kinked straw, you know, very (laughs) concerned about, do you like me? Am I enough? Am I safe? All that kind of stuff. Not a lot of life could get through my body, but the more you do the work, the more you do the work with everything we've spoken about today, I feel I'm quite a wide vessel now of life force energy to come through me and mm-hmm. I can serve more people. And, and I think you're feeling that and all 100%. of us have that capacity mm-hmm. to, to receive and to give. Yeah. Uh-huh. Beautiful. All right. Well then we are going to, uh, we're going to get out of here. Wow. I'm just, I need a moment. So, Miss Alana, thank you. Just thank get a cigarette and just have your right. moment after. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm going to need a cigarette. Thank you so much. And I will link everything in the show notes and I will send you a link to the show. Oh, and we will promote it. I appreciate you both. Have a beautiful oh, yeah. rest thank of your you. day. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, bye. Thank much you. Love. Bye. Bye.